ball boys and ball girls. Hope you guys are doing super well today. Monday, March 15th here. About two weeks out from opening day. And I hope you guys are excited as I am. If you're joining me on YouTube, thank you. You get to see Babyface Jay here. Um, if you're joining me in the podcast, lucky you because you don't have to see Babyface me. Um... But either way, thank you guys so much for being here. Really appreciate you guys. Before we get too far into it, I do want to just shout out one of our new sponsors, um, the Coldest Water Water Bottle. Guys, I'm telling you, go to the link in the description on YouTube or in the podcast and go and get you one of these. 36 hours of cold, great taste, light, just great color selection. They have kids water bottles, you know, great 21 ounce sport water bottles, um, you know, dog bowls, ice packs, everything. Top notch, top rated. Three years in a row, they won best water bottle by like Business Insider, you know, Men's Health, things like that. Really big name magazine companies with a lot of viewers. They won best water bottle. Simply incredible. I cannot say enough great things about the coldest water. Um, but with that, let's jump over into some news because that's how we love to start the podcast. Um, so if you noticed last week, I did, wasn't with you guys, unfortunately, um, you know, working my day job, um, just busy, busy life. Um, but we're back. We're back, baby. One week hiatus ain't nothing. Um, let's see. So a couple things of note worth noting. Talk between the MLB and PA on such topics as the expanded playoffs, Universal DH uh, for 2021 are dead. That's not happening. So don't even think about it. Stop thinking about it. Think about it next winter once they're talking about the CBA. Um, there's going to be a new revenue loan-based revenue sharing plan for the 2021 season. The Athletics, Evan Drillich. Drillich is absolutely phenomenal. Um, great writer. Uh, smaller market clubs will only receive half of the normal amount of funds this year with the other half coming in 2022. The league itself will be covering the 2021 payments in a loan deal um, with the larger market teams expected to eventually pay the MLB back. Read a little bit more from um, the news on 310, which is in the description on both the podcast and YouTube um, in the article by Mark Polishuk of MLB Trade Rumors. Uh, let's see. Back on 3.5, the MLB released its latest COVID-19 testing results, which prove that the protocols are working. Um, 13,178 tests were conducted. Only five players tested positive, which marks a 0.04 positive rate. None of the new intakes as of 3.5 came back positive either. Um, and so, yeah, that's, you know, and one example of how the protocols are really helping um, you know, the Astros had eight players be taken off the field for this, mostly because of how wide of a net is cast with the protocols to really just cover everyone, to make sure everyone stays safe, to even contact tracing. You know, every player is wearing the bands like the NFL players were doing. So it's really great steps in the right direction. Uh, let's see. Other than that, oh, oh yeah, Sam Dyson, um, did get suspended. He's under investigation for a domestic violence uh, allegation. So they're, he's being fully investigated. Uh, let's see. And the Rangers announced that they were going to be at full capacity for opening day. 100% full go. 
if you're in Texas, stay safe. Uh, that's what I got to say for you. But we've seen most teams that are going to be opening at about 25 to 35% to open the season. Some clubs are a little bit more, but overall, most teams are about that 25 to 35% range, which is awesome. There's opening day baseball. Um, so make sure you guys follow your local team um, to see when their tickets are going on sale. If you're a Mariners fan, tickets go on sale the 25th, unless you're on the mailing list and the 24th, and unless you're a season ticket holder on the 23rd. Um, most stadiums are going to be selling tickets in pods. So if tickets in groups of one to six people, um, so you do have to buy them within groups and you'll be seated at a certain spot in the state stadium. Let's see. So some minor league news. Um, this is a big deal because this could highly impact labor negotiations going into 2022 um, with the MLB and the PA. So the 2021 minor league season is going to look a lot different. There's going to be altered rules and a lot of changes um, of the rules um, per the league office, consistent with the preferences of our fans. The rule changes being tested are designed to increase action on the base pass, create more balls in play, improve the pace and length of games, and reduce player injuries. Um, some of the changes include, now pay attention here, this is what you're going to want, want to listen to, Starting in AAA, bases will be increasing from 15 square inches to 18 square inches. The rule should reduce collisions on the bases and increase in stolen base success. AA will experiment with a rule that addresses defensive shifts. The defensive team must have a minimum of four players on the infield, each of whom must have both feet completely in front of the outer boundary of the infield dirt. The rule is to increase the batting average of balls in play or Babbitt, so basically to create more action. Um, between AA and AAA for those rules, um, encourage more base dealing, more action on the bases, and just more action in general. Um, as we get down into low A, where it gets a little bit more interesting, so high A, pitchers are required to disengage the rubber prior to throwing to any base with the penalty of a balk in the event the pitcher fails to comply. The rule was instituted in the Atlantic League in 2019, which resulted in a significant increase in stolen base attempts and an improved success rate. So again, another rule to get more runners moving on the bases. Um, low A. Low A ball allows the pitcher to throw a maximum of two pickoffs or make two step-offs per plate appearances. So pace a game, pace a play kind of rule. However, the pitcher can make a third attempt, but it must result in an out. Then down in low A West will adopt on-field terms to enforce time limits between delivery of pitches, inning breaks, and pitching changes. So essentially pitch clock, which we saw a couple of years ago back in spring training, um, that's kind of been experimented with. I will post my pitch clock um, thoughts down in the um, description on both the podcast and on YouTube for you guys to find. Um, then in low A Southeast, um, they will also use the same the same clock, uh, but they will also use the automatic ball strike system to assist home plate umpires with calling balls and strikes to ensure a consistent strike zone and determine the system's op optimal strike zone. So again, super interesting. Um, you know, robot umps have been a thing. I haven't talked a lot about them, mostly because I, I, I didn't know a lot. There's not a lot out there on robot umps, um, but we will get to see a lot. So do follow Loe Southeast very closely because they will rely heavily on this. It's going to be a lot like, you know, replay like in the NFL and the NBA to determine what actually happened. Was it a ball? Was it a strike? Um, just gives a verified source. So it, it's going to be really interesting to kind of see what happens next. 
Um, the next biggest piece of news, and this was just a really class act by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Outfielder Andrew Tolles has been battling mental health issues that have kept him from playing professionally since 2018, but the club still renewed his contract for this season, according to Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register. Tolles is on the restricted list, meaning he won't collect his salary, but the team's decision enables him to maintain health care access that he desperately needs. Um, so great class act move by the Dodgers there for Andrew Tolles, and you know, here's to a great recovery and hopefully get back on the field someday. On that, you can read the full newses um, from this 10th over on the blog. Uh, it's currently posted. Link will be down in the description um, on the podcast and in the YouTube. And then go and read through all that pesky roster news. There's been a lot. Um, there's been a lot of injury news, way too much to cover. Um, but, you know, guys like uh, JT Ramuto have returned to camp. Um you know, different injuries are popping up every day. So it's, it's, it's baseball season. It's spring training. It's going to happen. Most of them minor, but as we get closer and closer to opening day, these injuries become more impactful and more significant because it not only does that mean that one player who's injured is going to go on the IL, but then it begs the question who's going to be taking their spot. Um, So really interesting. Um, So do follow along um, with the injuries. I have all the injury updates from the last week. Um, over on 310's news, and then I will have all the newest injuries that will be coming out on Wednesday. Um, Wednesdays are news days. So, yeah, without any further ado, let's jump in and let's do same yearly reviews, previews. We are back. We are back with some more yearly previews. So we're going to try to blast through a bunch of these. Um, Because it's the 15th, so we have 15 of these posted. And because we missed a week, we've only talked about two. So we're going to try to blast through a lot of these. Um, Pretty much, I'm just going to give you guys um, just the key points for each of these teams, um, what to pay attention to, who to pay attention to, um, what to expect for this upcoming season. So we're going to start with the Atlanta Braves. So I'm going to give you guys my projection for the team as well. Um, so Vegas has the Braves projected to win 91.5 games. I'm taking a huge over on the Braves. I have them projected to win 102 games in 2021 and win the AL East by at least seven games. Uh, the team re-signed Marcelo Zuna. They signed Josh Tom- re-signed Josh Tomlin. They signed Jake Lamb, uh, infielder. They signed pitchers Drew Smiley, Charlie Morton. And that was their moves for the offseason. Not really going to talk about the claims or anyone like that. Uh, let's see, Mike Sororka is working his way back. You know, he's still going through his throwing program. He's doubtful for opening day as it stands right now. Um, and then some prospects. These are guys you definitely want to be paying attention to. Uh, outfielder Kristen Patch, the team is trying to move him to center field in 21. Um, it would be great for him to be in center field, take over that everyday role, because Marcelo Zuna slated for everyday duty in left field. Along with that, Ian Anderson, this guy in his short spur of 32.1 innings pitch in 2020 was absolutely phenomenal. How he only finished seventh in the rookie of the year is beyond me. But again, absolutely phenomenal. A few other guys that you should be paying attention to. Left-handed pitcher Kyle Muller, catcher William Contreras, left-handed pitcher Tucker Davidson. 
course, we're also watching, you know, outfielder Drew Waters, catcher Shade Lang Langert 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 Liars. I don't know how to say his name. Um, infielder Braden Shoemaker or Shoemake. Uh, right-handed pitcher Dussel De La Cruz. All these guys are top ten prospects in the organization, so do keep an eye on them. Um, and then some upcoming free agents come next offseason. So you don't got to worry about them now, but I would, you know, just pay attention. Um, Freddie Freeman, he's going to be a free agent. Look for them to get a deal done this season. I don't see him going anywhere. Um, Travis Darno, also he had a great season in 2020 with the with the Braves. Um, if he plays well this season, I would not be so shocked if he comes back. Um, and then just some storylines to follow for you guys. Um, obviously, keep following the recovery of Mike Soroka, the transition of Christian Posh to center field. Um, pay attention to third base. Uh, Jake Lamb, Austin Riley, Johan Camargo are all getting a shot for the position. Uh, and then a couple guys to watch. Um, well, Victor Ronald's already been optioned, but um, Carl Edwards Jr., you know, both these guys have good track records of success in their career. Both can make an impact for the team in 2021. I fully expect they will. Uh, bold prediction. I, I really think that the Braves could push for that World Series ring in 2021. However, I think they'll win one no later than 2023, so either this year, next year, or the next. So they have a very open window right now. I just think it's a matter of time. Um, I think Ozzy Albies is due for a big year at the plate to help deliver that that championship to Atlanta. Uh, let's see who's next. So that's the Braves uh, offseason in a nutshell. Again, I will try. I'll put all these links in the description, so the description is going to be filled with links. Um, Houston Astros. Actually, I'll just put the whole folder from the website, so you guys can go and read all the yearly reviews. Previews. Uh, so the Astros, Vegas is projecting them at 86.5 wins. I'm pretty in line with that. I have them winning 85. Um, you know, the loss of Springer, Reddick, keeping Brantley. Um, this team, Verlander is still working his way back. Uh, Granke's, you know, not getting any younger. So we'll really see what happens with the Astros. I just don't think they're as good as they once were. Um, they signed Jake Odorizzi recently. They re-signed Michael Brantley, signed Jason Castro, signed Pedro Baez, and signed uh, reliever Rin Stanek. So very minor moves, nothing too crazy. Um, you know, keep an eye on the duo of Miles Straw and Kyle Tucker. Both these guys are going to be in for everyday roles in 2020. So look to kind of see how they how they pan out. Um, another couple, few, a handful of gens uh, I'm paying Paying attention to an Astros camp. Infielder Jeremy Pena, uh, catcher Corey Lee, right-handed pitcher Hunter Brown, and right-handed pitcher Alex Santos, and outfielder Colin Barber. Each of these guys is a top 10 prospect in the organization. So keep an eye out for them. Uh, Zach Grinke. Ooh, my microphone's way just chilling right there. That's okay. Um, you know, free ages of 2022. Zach Greinke, Justin Verlander, both are going to be 38 years old. Both have huge money coming off the books. Don't be surprised if neither of them are back with the team and both of them could very well be spending their last season somewhere else next year. 
Uh, Carlos Correa still hasn't been offered a deal. There's still been no talks between the Astros and Correa. We're about two weeks out from opening day. Um, he said he has to have a deal by opening day or he will not be staying in Houston. So keep an eye on that um, and definitely keep an eye on it because if he doesn't sign a deal, he's getting traded this season. No doubt. They're not going to let that him walk for nothing. Let's see. Um, you know, the biggest storyline is genuinely it's, it's championship or bust for the Astros. This is it. This is their last year to do it. Um, you know, Correa, Verlander, Granke, you know, all these guys coming off the books. Yes, they'll still have Altuve, Bregman, and Gurriel, but, you know, you got a guy like – you got you got Jordan Alvarez coming back from double knee injury surgery, working his way back. Michael Brantley, who's been solid, but he's no George Springer, MVP. Uh, you have two young guys in the outfield. You have an unproven rotation after Granke and Christian Javier, who is doubtful for opening day. You have an inexperienced bullpen that doesn't even have Roberto Ozuna anymore at the back end of lockdown games. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens um, in Houston this season. I And I fully projecting them to finish in fourth place in the AL West. Um, Correa doesn't finish this season with the team. Um, a combination of Altuve, Bregman, or Guriel, one of them also doesn't finish the season with the Astros. I thought it would happen last year, but it didn't. But, yeah, Dynasty in Houston, it's it's over after this season. I know that's that's a bit bold, but it's it's happening. It's it it's inevitable. Next is the San Diego Padres. So the Padres, look, they're projected to win 94 and a half games. I'm taking them at 102. You know, still a few games behind the Dodgers, but right there, about four games out from the Dodgers. Um, biggest storylines, you know. 10, 14 years, $340 million, um, deal, locking down Fernando Tatis Jr. through his age 35 season. It's simply incredible. Um, Keone Kella, reliever. Mark Melanson, another great bullpen piece. Utility man Jerickson Profar, pitcher Mike Clevenger uh, next season. Outfielder Brian O'Grady, you know, they traded for Joe Musgrove, Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell to revamp that rotation. Uh you know, they signed, um, I totally missed him, but infielder Haseon Kim out of uh, the KBO, who was the most coveted KBO want for most teams in the MLB. So they got, they locked him up too. Uh, you know, prospects, you know, they still have guys like Mackenzie Gore, uh, infielder CJ Abrams, outfielder Robert Hassel III, outfielder Joshua Mears. Left-handed pitcher Jaeger Hayes, right-handed pitcher Stephen Wilson, infielder Udry Rosario, left-handed pitcher Reese Kinner, and right-handed pitcher Jacob Nix, who are all top 30 prospects, who are all in camp. Um, however, I think Nix did have to have surgery. Um, and then obviously Haseon Kim. He's going to be good. Wherever they put him on the diamond, he's going to be just fine, and that lineup is going to be great. Um, you know, the only – free agent they actually have coming up next season is outfielder Tommy Fan, who will be entering his age 35 season. Um, Profar carries a player option while the Padres hold club options over uh, relief pitcher Craig Stammen and relief pitcher uh, Pierce Johnson. You know, obviously storylines to follow is that the Padres are ready to compete for the next 14 seasons. 
to move on from that small market label that they have on them to, you know, top of the line in the MLB. Um, you know, I'm just really interested to see how they work in everybody. Hosmer at first, Cronenworth at second, Tatis Jr., Short, Machado um, at third. Where Kim and Cronenworth kind of split, do they split second base? Does one of them play left field, center field? Um, it's going to be really interesting to kind of see what that lineup looks like throughout the season. But I'm really excited. Um, you know, I think the Padres could also could my boldest prediction for the Padres they could have the MVP, the Cy Young, and the Rookie of the Year on this team. Um, you know, Manny Machado or um, Fernando Tatis Jr., Yu Darvish or Blake Snow, and Haseon Kim. Obviously, um, I think a big breakout's coming for Jake Cronenworth, um, and obviously a big rebound is coming for Eric Hosmer if he can play. You know, two thirds of the games. Um, you know, hit similar to what he did in 2020, play some good defense, uh, maybe not gold glove level again, but he doesn't have to, I think, you know, he's going to be just really freaking good. The Padres will be so much better with him producing at that level once again. Next, New York Yankees. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Yankees. If you heard me on Baseball Together with Brad and Brig, you know, I I trash Yankees a lot, and I just don't understand how Vegas has them projected at 95 and a half games. I have them projected at 88 wins, which is wildly more realistic. You know, they, no Tanaka, no Hap, no Paxton. Um, you know, all these guys gone. I mean, Yes, they re-signed D.J. LeMahieu. That's a huge deal. But the other signings, uh, Justin Wilson. Woo. Good bullpen addition. Darren O'Day. Okay, not bad. Corey Kluber. We don't know how healthy he's going to be. We don't know what form he's going to be in. So just another question mark after Garrett Cole. Then Talion. Yes, he's been great in camp. But how how good will he be throughout the regular season? Um. And then you got Luis Severino, who's working his way back from uh, site or um, Tommy John surgery. Um, you got Jordan Montgomery competing for a rotation spot. You got, you know, you know, it's hard to say even who who could be in the rotation because they just don't have a lot of options. Um, so again, still really interesting. Um, they do still have a really good offense, good uh, team on the field. They're expected to start Clint Frazier in left field every day. Uh, we don't know how healthy that Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton can be. Will they stay healthy the whole season? There's just too many questions. Um, you know, so, you know, keep that in mind. Um, you know, obviously, Corey Kluber will be a free agent next season. He's on a one-year deal. Justin Wilson carries a club option. Um, some storylines, Aaron Boone, he did have a pacemaker put in um, a couple weeks ago. He has recovered from that. I believe he's returned to camp. Um, he's doing just fine. His contract's up at the end of the season, so it's going to be really interesting because of how uh, Cash, Brian Cashman, was it Cashman? I believe so, um, you know, said that they want, they want to keep him in town. They don't want him to go anywhere. They want him to be the manager for the next 10 years, so Expect him to get a deal done some point during the season. Um, 
you know, the rotation, so many questions, so many questions. Um, another guy that could factor into the rotation is Domingo German. Or German. Um, you know, he's he's coming back from domestic violence case. You can't pick your teammates. Yankees are putting a player on the field who who's done his due diligence, who's gone through the proper steps, proper channels to return to the field. He did his time. You know, he, he does what he can. It doesn't make it okay. Never makes it okay. Um, but he's obviously back on the field. The Yankees feel he's done enough to be able to compete and to earn that chance again. Um, that's all I'll say on that. Uh, you know, I, I it's bold to project the Yankees in the third place finish in the in the AL East, but I'm doing it. Um, seven and a half games below the Vegas win total. I'm doing it. Um, I just think they're overhyped. They have more name value than anything on this team, and I, I just don't see them being that good. That's just me. Let's see, going on from the Yankees, the Cardinals. This is one team I'm absolutely hyped about. I am absolutely bananas for the Cardinals. Um, I have the Vegas has them projected at eighty six point five. I have the Cardinals slotted to win ninety seven and the division ahead of the Cubs by two games. Uh, obviously, they were able to re-sign Yachty and Adam Wainwright. They traded in Nolan Arenado. You know, that was just a huge move, and he's looked so good in spring training, and he looks really good in that Cardinals uniform. Um, you know, multiple old players from the Cardinals, Albert Pujols, said you're going to absolutely love it there. So far, so good. The Cardinals just have a great system. They've been a long-time great franchise. Put out dozens of quality big leaguers. Um, you know, some prospects to watch in camp, uh, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, both are just really good coming off of, um, you know, slow seasons, but I, I really think that both of them are due for a really big season in 2021. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what Arenado does. Did the Cardinals pay for a one and done or are they baking on him staying? Um, he has a 35 million player option going into next season. He'll be 32. He would be leaving $169 million on the table. Um, you know, an eight-year, $200 million contract isn't out of the question. Um, but you know, could could he leave that on the table? It, who knows? Uh Next thing is it is it Adam Wainwrights and Yadier Molina? Is it their last year? Do they make a deep run at it? I think they do. I think this Cardinals team is just bursting with talent up and down, um, and I'm really excited to see what they do. But you know, nothing's official yet. But I think you know with Arenado, Goldie, Yadi, Wainwright, just the rotation looking really good. I think the Cardinals are in for a really big season. I think they could have take home the MVP with Arenado, the Cy Young and Jack Flattery and the rookie of the year in Dylan Carlson. So there, that's my other team with a big bull prediction who could sweep the awards. Let's see here. Oakland A's, my Oakland A's. Yes. I spent a lot of time in Oakland. Love the Oakland A's. Uh, second place in my heart next to the Mariners. Um, so Vegas only has them projected to win 87 and a half games. However, I have them winning 94 games and finishing first in the AL West and getting to the ALCS. Um, yes, they lost Semyon, Hendricks, Minor, Robbie Grossman, 
However, they were able to re-sign Mike Byers. Uh, they were able to bring in back Yusmero Petit. They were able to bring in right-handed relief pitcher Trevor Rosenthal. They were also able to bring in Mitch Moreland on a cheap deal. Right-handed relief pitcher Sergio Romo also came in. Uh, they have, still have Jake Diekman. Um, they still have, you know, Petit. They still have a great bullpen that I think is going to carry them through the season, as it's done many times. Um, you know, they also traded for Adam Kalarik, another ground ball specialist. Elvis Andrews to come in and fill that void at shortstop. You know, change of scenery might do him extremely well. Um, a rule five draft selection, Kai Tom. I am crazy about this kid. I think he's an on-base machine, a defensive whiz. Um, I think he's going to be an excellent fit in Oakland. Uh, let's see. Jed Lowry, he's back in town. I don't see why he wouldn't make the major league club as a depth piece. Um, you know, AJ Puck, another guy I'm really high on, along with Jesus Lazardo. I think both those guys are going to have a great year um, in the rotation coming back from injury. Um, you know, Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Ramon Loreno, Mark Kana, Kana um, all these guys are just, they just have such a good team. It's a really good, solid team. And that's what they do. It's, it's the money ball way. It's the, it's the win games by getting on base way. Um, win games with the bullpen. Uh, get on base, score runs. It's it's just the A's way, and they're going to keep doing it. So stop thinking that they're not. Um, some storylines to follow. Back on the 26th of February, the team released the city's draft and the environmental impact report for a new waterfront ballpark. Absolutely stunning what it looks like. Um, just absolutely beautiful. Uh, let's see. And that, you know, of course, I think that the A's are winning the AL West. I think they're making a deep run into the playoffs. Um, and I, you, and you stop, don't sleep on the A's. They do this every year. We all, you know, disregard them. Don't think that they're going to be as good as they are. And then they surprise us all. Uh, speaking of surprises, the Miami Marlins. Um, wow. Were they surprising last year? They made the playoffs. However, they're only projected to win 85 games. Um, you know, I, Oh, they have them winning less, actually. I I typed out my notes wrong. Let's see. Miami Marlins are projected to win 70.5 games. The Marlins are getting dogged, which is awful because this team is way more talented than 70 wins. However, yes, they play in the ridiculously competitive NL East now. I still think they're going to finish in fifth, but I do think they win at least 85 games or so. Um, however, I don't think they're going to be back in the playoffs anytime soon. Let's see. Some of the moves they made, you know, they signed um, Adam Duvall, Anthony Bass, Ross Detweiler. They traded in reliever Dylan Floro, uh, pitcher John Curtis. Let's see. You know, just nothing crazy. From Miami, um, obviously the biggest storyline from the winner was Kim Ng in the GM role. I think she's going to do absolutely phenomenal. Um, some prospects to keep an eye on. These are guys who are going to make splashes in the near future. Um, Jazz Chisholm, J.J. Bellade, Louis Brinson, uh, Monte Harrison, Daniel Cassano, Nick Nieder. All these guys are going to be absolute studs for the Marlins to go along with Sixto Sanchez. Uh, who I think is going to win the Rookie of the Year in the NL. 
let's see, and you know they don't have a lot of guys coming off the books coming next season. The only club option they carry is over Miguel Rojas, but I doubt they'll pick it up, especially with Chisholm and Diaz showing so much promise. Uh, Corey Dickerson, Starling Marte will both be entering into their age 34 seasons next year. I doubt either of them will get extended, except for maybe Marte. They do really like in there. Um, you know, I just think that they're going to look a lot better in 2020 or 2021, um, much more realistic of a team. They'll actually be able to stay on the field and be able to not have the COVID bug hit them again. Ooh, a lot of teams, a lot of teams. This is why you don't miss a recording day. Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs, they're projected to win 70, 79.5 games. That can't be right. 79.5 games. Wow. Um, you know, I think I'm more in on the Cubs than most, but I think that the Central is a two-team race between the Cubs and the Cardinals. Cardinals got the edge at 97, but the Cubs are going to be right there at 95. They were able to get rid of and get John Lester off the books. Outfielder DH Jose Martinez was non-tendered. Kyle Schwarber was off the books and Albert Amor Jr. was off the books as well. They did trade away Yu Darvish. Um, however, they were able to bring in reliever Brandon Workman. Uh, reliever Ryan Tempera was re-signed. Outfielder Jake Marcinic was brought in. Uh, pitcher Jake Arrieta was brought in. Uh, reliever Cole Stewart were brought in. Jock Peterson, the Shocking shock of the spring, who's absolutely crushing the ball, um, getting on base every other at bat. It's simply incredible. Uh, reliever Andrew Chafin, uh, pitcher Trevor Williams, uh, catcher Austin Romine, reliever Jonathan Holder. Um, you know, they traded in Zach for Zach Davies, which I think was absolutely incredible move. Um, posted a 2.73 ERA with a 3.88 FIP over 69.1 innings pitched. Um, Sneaky good move right there um, atop the rotation. Um, they made just a lot of small moves, but none that were so crazy that, like, going to knock your socks up, except for that Jack Peterson sign, which might be the best one of all winter so far in spring. Um, Adbert Alonzole is a prospect that Cubs fans need to be watching. He's been turning a lot ahead in spring. Uh, he could be taking a giant leap coming into 2021. Um, we're all watching rookie left-handed pitcher Braylon Marquez. Um, I think, you know, the showing wasn't great for him in his two-thirds of an innings pitch with his five and runs, uh, but he did make the leap from uh, high A to MLB. So huge jump, but I think he's in line for a great bounce back. Um, obviously, biggest storyline, the core is still intact. Baez, Contreras, Bryant, Rizzo, all say they want to stay on the team. They want to still be here. They want to be extended. Um, the band is still together. What is David Ross going to do? Can he get this team to the playoffs, deep into the playoffs, and possibly to another World Series before the band is forced to break up? Um, and I, I honestly think they do. I think that with Jock Peterson and these other moves, um, I think that they're in a much better spot fundamentally to make that big move to make those big splashes. Next is the Minnesota Twins. We're close, guys. Two more. Uh, Minnesota Twins. So the Bomba squad, um, you know, they're projected to win 88.5. I'm a little bit over. I have them at 92 games with a second-place finish in the Central to the uh, White Sox. 
Uh, Nelson Cruz was re-signed. They were able to sign reliever Alex Colomb, uh, shortstop Anderson Simmons, starting pitcher J.A. Happ, uh, reliever Hansel Robles. You know, it's just some really solid additions there um, across the bullpen and around the diamond. Uh, you know, they're going to be – their window to win the AL Central dominate might be closing – uh, Nelson Cruz, Simmons, Michael Pineda, Jay Happ, Hansel Robles, Matt Shoemaker, they're all free agents coming the end of the season, and they all could, you know, just be on there easily on their way out. Um, and if you follow the Twins, you probably already know who shortstop Royce Lewis is. However, he did tear his ACL. He won't be on the field for the Twins at any level in 2021. However, his amazing work ethic, his prospect pedigree, and the high praises from the coaches – um, do point to all signs to him being a big part of this team in 2022. Let's see. Um, Randy Dobnek, he's team player. He's going to do it in the bullpen, the rotation, double A or MLB or triple A, whatever it takes to help this team win. And that's the attitude they need. Uh, you know, the central is absolutely loaded uh, between the White Sox, the Twins, Indians, the Royals are better than most think, and the Tigers are just young and just, have so much upside. Um, but I think Kenta Maeda will win the Cy Young Award in the AL. Um, I think that Jake Cave has a really big season coming for him. And I think Miguel Sano is going to rebound just absolutely incredibly um, and just really help this team. And Josh Donaldson staying on the field, just this team is going to be hitting a lot of bombs, getting on base a ton. And that's going to be their recipe for success. Let's see. Cincinnati Reds. So we got the Reds and then the Blue Jays, and then I'll close this out. Um, so again, if you're on YouTube, thank you. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you. Hope you guys are doing super well. I will be trying to put out a fantasy episode um, each week as well. I don't know what day yet. I haven't quite decided, but I will. That's something that's been in the works as well. Um, so the where am I? Cincinnati Reds. Um, they lost a lot of players. Uh, Anthony DeScalfani, Trevor Bauer, um, Freddie Glavis, shortstop, uh, pitcher Tyler Thornburg, Alfred, well, those guys were non-tender, so they don't really, or whatever. Um, they were able to bring in lefty reliever Sean Doolittle, uh, pitcher Edgar Garcia. Other than that, no major moves or anything were made to really help this team. Um, you know, some NRIs, some claims, but nothing really to say, hey, we want to compete. We want to help Joey Votto go on on the high note. Um, they still have a great rotation of, you know, between Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo. Michael Lorenzen should factor into that. Um, Position-wise, you know, Tucker Barnhart, Mike Moustakas, Eugenio Suarez, Nick Sensel, Nick Castellanos, all these guys should, you know, contribute to help um, around Votto. He's not getting any younger, but – you know, that's kind of the way it is, unfortunately. Um, you know, they weren't able to get that upgrade at shortstop. It could still come. You know, I would fully expect Correa to be on the market, Trevor Story to be on the market. Um, both those guys could, you know, fetch a great return. And I think that the Reds do have, if anything, talent to be able to give to another team to get one of those guys in. Um so right now they're looking at Kyle Holder, Jose Garcia, D. Strange Gordon, who's an NRI, and Max Schrock as their potential options at shortstop. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, I do think that 
the Reds have a Cy Young candidate in Luis Castillo. Big year ahead for him. I also think that Michael Lorenzen, going for 30 minutes. All right, Michael Lorenzen, uh, right back where I left off. I think he could have a really good season as well. Um, you know, he only took one plate appearance, mostly because of the universal DH. He wasn't needed. Uh, he's a great arm in the outfield, but I think the Reds are looking at him more as a pitcher. Uh, after a decent showing with a 4.28 ERA and a 3.87 FIP and 33 innings pitched. Um, and I think the offense is in for a huge rebound as well, which they need. They struck out 534 times to 239 walks as a team. Um, they had a 120. Um, they, you know, they had a team 715 OPS, which barely makes them a above average player um, all combined. And I think that the, the problem may lie in just as the philosophy of the team. Um, they scored zero runs during the wild card round against the Braves. Zero runs and 18 innings of baseball. Not good. So that's that's Reds. Um, you know, I wouldn't get too excited. The, the NL Central, pretty much like I said, belongs to the Cubs or the, the Cardinals. And lastly, the Toronto Blue Jays. The young trio of Bichette, Vlad Jr., um, Kevin Biggio, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, all just point to bright signs. Vegas has them winning 86 and a half games. I have them winning 90 games, second place in the AL East behind the Rays at 94 wins and in front of the Yankees at 88. You know, the arrivals of George Springer, Marcus Semien, reliever David Phelps, reliever Kirby Yates, pitcher Tyler Chatwood, um, Robbie Ray trading in for Steve Matz. Um, all these guys combined just help this team so much because they need it from every aspect they can get. These veteran hitters, these, that superstar player in George Springer, um, you know, it's such a great match. I'm absolutely crazy about it. Um, but we will see it's, it's championship or bust for Toronto um, this year. Marcus Semien, Tanner Rourke, Robbie Ray, Kirby Yates, Stephen Matz, David Phelps, Rafael Dolis. Um, all on one-year deals. Joe Panic, Francisco Liriano, if they make the roster as well, would be free agents. So it's either all in or nothing. And I think the Blue Jays are all in and will keep retooling and re, um, revamping this lineup year over year to compete and to be the best team in the East, which they are so close to. Um, reason this team looks so good on paper is because they, they've taken a similar approach to the Tampa Bay Rays because their manager was Kevin Cash's assistant. So the very similar teams. Um, I think that the additions of Springer, Semien, Yapes, and Phelps are enough to get this team to the point where they could push for that top spot in the NL East, or AL East, I'm sorry. Um, and I think by 2023, they are going to completely own the AL East, and, by, and they're going to own it to at least 2030 um, without a doubt and be an elite member of the um, American League. All right, guys, that's it. Thanks for tuning in to episode 24 of Ball Boy Talk. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, I will be, I post, I'll post all the links I said I would. I believe I said pitch clock, news, and then the folder that holds all the yearly reviews in it. Uh, so please make sure you check those out. Check that out. Uh, hit the link down there as well to check out all the available discount codes. Um, you know, we have a great partnership with Raise Energy, which literally fuels the blog. 15% off at checkout using code BALLBOY. Coldest water, ball boy 10, save 10%. Uh, Dano seasoning, 
Code Ball Boy. Stash Yourself Storage, Code Ball Boy. Or no, Code Young. Um, and just more possibly, hopefully, in the works in the future. But again, thank you guys so much for being here. Really do appreciate it. Make sure you share the podcast, share the YouTube, share it all with a friend, your mom, your grandma, whoever likes baseball. We're so close, guys. Two weeks away. Enjoy. Stay safe out there. Um, and I'll see you next week.